for this episode, our guest is the one and only the person who named the podcast itself, Miss Sneha. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Sneha. Sneha, how has your experience been with school so far? Honestly, it's not as bad as I thought. It is. It does really? kind of Yeah, cuz like I'm so busy mm-hmm. and everything, but if I wasn't busy, I'd be so depressed because I mean, the only reason living on campus is fun is because we have each other to like see and hit up you know whenever we're bored or have time but because everyone's back home because of covid because there's like such a less amount of people on campus it's interesting i don't know and also because i'm also stuck in my room all day like Mm -hmm. i don't know it's different not being able to go like around that's weird because everyone that i've talked to for the most part have said that they hated it especially because there wasn't a clear, I guess, distinction between summer and school starting. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it was it was literally spring break. And then And then very summer. long spring break. And then summer, right? It's just a really long-ass spring break. Exactly. And then it was just like, randomly, we're going back to school, but, like, everything was online and no one was coming back to campus. Yeah. That does suck, but... I don't know. I kind of felt like I was able to take these five months to really work just because I had a lot of stuff going on this summer. And low-key, not being able to see anyone gave me more of an excuse to sit at home and, like, get myself to work more. But it really did suck not seeing people. Like, I'm a person that hates texting. I'd rather see people in person or hang out with them. Or I don't really like calling people. I like, like the in-person social and extroverted as well like you like by choice it's like by choice okay that's true but you also have FOMO which is weird oh yeah I have so much FOMO (laughs) so that you're okay with everything going on but at the same time it makes sense because with everything going on there is nobody hanging out that's the thing because there's so much going on with like COVID there's nothing going on for me to miss and because of that like I'm happily like chilling at home you know Uh and like people that are out and about like it doesn't make me sad. It just makes me mad because I'm like, y'all, like, you know what's going on, you know? Like, be mm-hmm. safe and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I kind of, like, it could have been worse for me. I think it could have been worse, but I had a lot to keep me busy. And uh definitely helped me, like, get closer to my parents, which is kind of nice, you know? I usually, like, never talk to them. They always call me, so it was <laughs> Sneha, do you want to tell the listeners what your dynamic is with your parents? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like we mentioned, some people make sne- fun of Sneha for her relationship with her parents, it's but crazy. I'm very similar in mm-hmm. my relationship with my parents. Yeah. So, go ahead, tell them. Y'all, it's crazy. So, like, I feel like I can only bond with Alice or, like, two people, like, my age about this. But, like, the way I talk to them is, like, they're my siblings, like, straight up. Because Maybe it's because, like, I don't have any of my own, but, like... I mean, if they call, like, it's a straight-up chill conversation. Like, I, like, may, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing that, like, I don't have, like, the, I the guess, filter. like, the ideal, like, respect and, like, mm-hmm. filter that I need to have when, like, you're, ta- when, like, you're supposed to talk to your parents, you know? But, I mean, that's just how I've grown. And, like, even, especially during quarantine, like, <laughs> it's literally been such a casual relationship. <laughs> like, I have absolutely no filter when i talk to them it's kind of scary because like some things just like slip out which like probably shouldn't but (laughs) like i mean i don't know i kind of like it because like they're like my friends at home obviously like i don't tell them everything but like it's definitely nice to like be so chill with them and yeah like alice definitely gets it bro like i get it but what i've noticed though is that you 
still have to ask your permission for permission a lot Ooh, from your parents yeah. and stuff even though you have this very chill dynamic with them in terms of just like talking but like where's the chillness when it comes to going out that's fair like i feel like it's one of my life is like one of those like instagram like so relatable things that are like your parents can be so chill about this thing but they will literally like like become so strict about the other half of your life i feel like that's how my parents are like they're pretty chill in regard to like me like sleeping over me like working like they never get on my back about academics which is kind of nice actually but when it comes to like curfew or like being alone in like the apartment or just simple things that i should expect freedom on as a 20 year old Mm -hmm. i don't get that freedom like i guarantee you every day i will get like 10 missed calls on average from mom do you think it's harder being an only child dude yeah Um, yeah in that aspect for sure because they have nothing but they have no reason but to pay attention to me oh yeah that's true (laughs) dude like we have no pets guys and I have no siblings, and... Sneha, over quarantine, her pet was a freaking squirrel that came in her yard. Excuse me, everyone. rabbit. Whatever it Dude, was. <laughs> do not disrespect it. Okay, guys, I had, like, the cutest two little rabbits. No one cared. You I had named the... it. What was his name? So, I had two rabbits, guys. <laughs> they were... The, the first one was named Boy, but then, but then I realized that there were two coming to our, um, our house, so I named them Small Boy and Big Boy okay (laughs) they were the classic you know your average backyard bunnies but Uh they were adorable like my mom got attached she leaves carrots for it outside like all the time do you know carrots are bad for bunnies no they're not yes they are there's no way no actually they're low-key bad it's like if you feed them in like excess it's bad if you give it to them like you know like a little bit you know it's fine if they eat a lot of it's actually really bad for them but then that's like everything is all, everything is toxic in excess okay whatever why are you trying to get deep with this <laughs> i'm just saying guys like hey keep this in your back pocket too much of anything is toxic to yourself okay give us an example of that hmm oh gosh alice i would say you need to go on that i need to think about that okay friends what is toxic out there well relationships toxic Ooh, tea. um um smoking toxic don't be doing that boys and girls vaping vaping toxic Mm -hmm. um what else what else what else too much of one person oh yeah too much of one individual very toxic Mm -hmm. as well um well i think that was a a little good reminder for everyone yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god do you remember the first time we moved out like in terms of junior year year, right junior year of high school yeah yeah how was that for you moving out like into our dorms for the first time that was so interesting guys like i personally was really excited to like be on a college campus for high school but i was so sad on that car ride coming into wait i get so sad that's the thing with me like i love being alone like away from my parents but when I'm leaving my parents, I'm, like, the most depressed person. Like, I won't talk to anyone. But then, like, once I get situated in, like, my dorm or my apartment or my room, like, I am a free bird. Well, only child problems. Ugh, um, I, I was excited. I think, I think I think a part of me was a little sad, too, as well. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It, that was just so fun. Everyone, well, yeah. I miss living in a dorm. Like, tr- in that, like, we, we, the amount of random, like, night conversations that we had, and it oh, was yeah. so easy to have them mm-hmm. because we literally lived, me and Sneha were we lived neighbors. across each other. We lived right across from each yeah, other. Yeah, first yeah. of all, actually, tea to everyone. For those I know who don't what she's know, gonna I say. Know, I know. know what she's gonna say. <laughs> I didn't like Sneha. She hated me. I didn't hate you. I just didn't. I wasn't the biggest fan of Sneha in the beginning. I don't remember why though. You know what, guys? It's crazy. I've heard like one of my like current best friends actually. She told me that her first impression, my. Her first impression about me was that she thought I was a tryhard, so she didn't want to talk to me. What was but mine? Like, Do you remember what I? You never explained it to me, actually. I swear, I. You were did. just like, I didn't know. I just did, but like, we're fine after that, so it didn't really matter. But I can't remember. It's probably the tryhard thing. I feel like it probably, probably was. Or I probably looked too fobby for her. You know. You don't want to be Expectations. <laughs> you, if you don't meet those expectations, like. I am, You're canceled. No, I don't think I'm that hard to please. I mean, That's actually, true. kind of sometimes. I don't know. Depends <laughs> on the person. <laughs> hey, you know what? Standards are a good thing. What are your standards, Seha? Um, You know, um, you got to be loyal. Okay, okay. That's a very good I don't think I expect much out of the, the generic friend unless, uh-huh. like, I've grown, like, a strong attachment to them. Have you seen a big difference in terms of yourself and your growth from back junior year and then oh my gosh today. dude literally yeah yeah 100 percent. man i was so like naive i i guess like my life before i and i like went into boarding school like with alice was like i really took so much shit from people like i think mm-hmm. i was willing to like set my bar low just to like find friends the easy way that I let people step over me a lot and I think I've grown so much in the fact that like you know like I don't need to settle in like my own basic circle you know like there's so many people out there that are willing to accept you for who you are guys you know you don't need to like <laughs> you don't changing need to be, yourself yeah, and pleasing others pleasing others yeah that's bars straight up yeah um I've personally, I've seen that through Sneha a lot. She's changed so much. And then, like, with me, I think back then, I also liked to people please a lot. And in that sense, I hung out with so many people back then. And I always put my friends first and didn't oh, take yeah. care of myself. Yeah. And then look where I am today. I'm a homebody who stays home all the all time All alone, now. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to emphasize, she's all alone. All the time. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But she like thrives. She's pretty self-sufficient. I think that's something we have in common. We're pretty self-sufficient. Yeah, I agree. You and I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we got our moments of weakness, you know? Yeah, very true. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but I, for me, I like it. Okay, I notice my growth every time I'm about to turn a new age. So like when it gets mm. near to my birthday, that's when I self-reflect versus I know some people self-reflect on New Year's or whatever, nah. but... I feel like there's too much of a social construct that puts pressure on, like, New Year's resolutions changing this year. But that's not when the year starts for me. Yeah, it doesn't start for me either. It starts when my birthday hits or the new school year. That's fair. I think, yeah, new school year is a big one. Or, like, the end of the school year, too. And you Mm -hmm. just kind of, like, reflect, like, you know, oh, how was this year? Like, I don't know. Like, especially, yeah, I guess, like, going into the school year, like, 
what's going to be different? Who am I going to be around? Like, you're seeing people for the first time after a huge break during the summer. Mm-hmm. So things always change. Yeah. Here, this is what I was going to tell you earlier. But basically, yesterday, so I had a, I was networking or whatever, you know, me, a businesswoman. <laughs> All right, y'all. She has 500 plus connections on LinkedIn. Please add me. I really don't know what, like, the significance of that is. It's not even significant. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, it's to the point, you know how, like, on Instagram, like, once you reach, like, I don't know, for example, 100K, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't count like specific numbers anymore it's just 100k oh yeah and then it's like 100k point one yeah yeah same with linkedin it counts all of them up to 500 and once you get to 500 it's just 500 plus like oh shoot yeah all right yeah okay i get it but um so i had a call with i was doing kind of like a networking call or whatever and he was an alum for one of the classes that i've taken and then, so I was just kind of telling him, like, my frustrations of the class and stuff. And he was, like, relating to me. Who's like, this guy, Alex? Okay, we're not trying to go that deep. <laughs> it's not like that. But anyways, so he was like, Alice, like, let's talk, like, engineer to engineer and kind of work through this. Like, how do we improve, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of got to the point where we got really deep and we we're talking about, like, he was asking me questions like, Alice, like, why do you think you're not enough? And like, Whoa. <laughs> and, like, I wasn't That's expecting. so I intense. Know, I wasn't expecting questions like that because typically when I do calls like this, it's very generic. It's just like, oh, hi, can you tell me more about your role in this company? You know, very yeah, generic, yeah. right? But this guy, he, he literally just went in at it. He was just like, Alice, like, I want to be here as, like, as a mentor for you and, That's like, help crazy. you, like, uh, like, achieve your yeah. goals and stuff. So, like, why do you feel like you're not good enough? And then, oh, like, so I had to think about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so I was self-reflecting. And then, so then I started, like, tearing up, right? And, like, my voice started quavering, quivering, sorry. Yeah. And at first, like, I was just taking, like, really deep breaths so I wouldn't sound so... Emotional? Uh, yeah, emotional yeah. at first. But then it just, like, it came out and I just burst it out in tears like whoa he it was it was so weird and I haven't cried like that I think in like a very long time to the point where like I wasn't able to say words slash sentences like there was so much crying were you on a call when this happened yes I was on a call with him and he was like Alice like what makes you unique like what makes you stand out apart from people and like that and like those are all very deep questions and like the when you're like self-reflecting and stuff like that I feel like that's a very personal moment and then when you're sharing that with somebody else like I don't know like I just was so overcome with so many emotions that I bursted out in tears. And you know what the embarrassing part is? The embarrassing part yeah. is, it was originally supposed to be like a webcam call. Oh, I see. This wasn't on. Like, you didn't see his face. He didn't see your face. No, he didn't see my face. It was supposed to be a webcam call. Oh, But gosh. I, like, there was, like, a mix-up in the invitation, yeah, so yeah. I wasn't able to receive it. So I just called his phone number, like, on his, like, little business mm-hmm, card mm-hmm. instead. And he was like, oh, we can still do the webcam if you want. But I was like, no, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. Like, no. But yeah, it was supposed to be a webcam call. Like, oh, imagine. Oh my God. I know. That I was really so, intense. I was crying so hard, and it it was like the call was only supposed to be thirty minutes. It ran like over an hour, almost an hour, mm-hmm. and like I was just crying so much, and I could not stop because once it started, it could I wasn't Yo. able to stop. Right. Wow. 
and it was just it was so much but then i reached out to him today earlier and i was like hey, how did it go though yeah yeah like what was the result of the call like what uh, do you feel about his mentoring <laughs> advice and everything he is definitely a very genuine person who was like truly trying to help me in life and so like i really appreciated that and so i reached out to him earlier today and i was like i would love for you to help like mentor me mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that and like like you said help me with my goals and give me advice yeah blah, yeah blah. yeah because i mean like i still have so much to learn you know and like how'd he, you find him um so he was my friend's mentor oh cool cool and he used to be a um a pa here uh-huh and then he took the same class as me. Oh, okay. And then he introduced the class to my one friend. And then my one friend introduced the class to me. And so he was like, you should talk to him. Oh. This is kind of confusing. But he was like, you should talk to him. Mutual. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. Dang. That's really intense. I think, like, it is a difficult question, those kind of self-reflection. Like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? What makes you unique? What makes you stand out? what would you provide here? Like, what do you think are your downfalls and weaknesses? Like, those mm-hmm. are things that you see, like, commonly in, like, you expect to see them in interviews. You expect them to see in, like, applications or anything like that. And knowing that they're so, like, prevalent, you still don't know the answer to them. Which is so annoying. Yeah. And then also, whenever you're answering those questions in a very prepared way, yeah. you make yourself sound like such a... Like you put yourself on such a high pedestal and uh-huh. you make yourself sound so perfect and stuff. Yeah. But when you're like are down and you're thinking about it, it's it's not like it's that. It's messy. It's very unknown. Yeah. And I think just the future being unknown is just so scary. Ugh, especially in this time too. Yeah, especially now yeah. with the whole COVID thing happening. We really don't know where we'll both be right. in 10 years. And you know what's another ugly thing? I've been asked that question again. Um, I've been asked that question um, again this week by my professor. I did a, um, like a one-on-one oh, with him at um, office hours. And the question you had to have prepared was, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Ooh. And so I'm over here like, okay, I'm going to prepare everything professional. You know, like, this is where I see myself, blah, blah, blah. But I came in and I was so chill. He was like, in 10 years, just, like, where do you want to be living? Or, and then I answered, I want to be in Dallas. I don't know about. Really? Okay. Where do you want to see yourself in Oh, 10 I years? don't know. In 10 years, I'm hopefully working? No. Okay, wait. We're going to start off. Okay, we're going to start off with the questions he asked me. I'm going like, to ask right, you the same one, right? 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 They're very chill. Don't worry. Okay. In 10 years, where do you want to be living? Do you want to be living in the city, suburbs, or... Um, what was the other one he gave me? Like, um, oh, or the rural? Yeah, very rural. Yeah. I honestly think in 10 years I'd want to be living um, in between, in a city that's like kind of in between a rural and suburban. Really? Population. Yeah. I said mine was in between city and sub- the suburbs. See, that's like ideal. That's for sure ideal. But yeah. I think when you say like 10 years at that point in my, like, career-based speaking Mm -hmm. i would want to start off working in like that kind of an area where there's a more there's more of a demand of Mm -hmm. what i do Mm -hmm. that way like i can just kind of get to work in like an area that i'm not used to because i've grown up pretty much in a suburban slash like city yeah or like urban town so it would definitely be an experience and like 
once I get settled and like I'm thriving and I'm mm-hmm. chilling, like I'm trying to come back to the suburban like area. Like I I like I like Dallas. Yeah. I think like price of living is nice compared mm-hmm. to like especially like the West Coast and everything. Um, the weather is perfect for me. I hate the cold. So really, Ew. I hate the I cold. Hate how you said that. What? What do you? Mean? I can't believe you just said Texas weather was perfect. She really said Texas per- well, Okay, no, because one day it would be really hot and the next day it would be rain, i.e. yesterday. Yeah, Literally yeah. exactly what happened. And then today, I mean, it's not that it's cold or anything, but it's like chillier. Yeah. And then it's going to go back up to 105 tomorrow. Okay, okay. I'd rather so the- take this random heat opposed to snow consistently. Whereas like snow here is like, a, eh, it'll happen, maybe not. I don't know, but I hate the cold. I cannot stand the cold. I'd rather be sweating. Okay, well, interesting answer. Um, uh, okay. I sense judgment. <laughs> I wish, okay, I think prime temperature for me is around 70. That's 70 to 75. Okay, yeah, I could do I could do 70. Yeah, I could no, do. No, she can do 105. Okay, next All question. All right. Next question. All right, that's Do you see up. yourself mm-hmm. having kids in 10 years? Yeah. Okay, keep in mind very quick, everyone, we're both 20, so in 10 years she'll be 30. Yeah, I would definitely see myself having a kid. Instead of or like, down? yeah, a kid of like, definitely over one. I want to have a kid before I'm 30. What do you mean over one? Like, it'd be over one years old. Oh! Okay, Not over okay. one kid. Like, it would be So you want to have kids age. before 30. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, what was another question? Okay. Would you rather be your own boss mm-hmm. in 10 years or still climb the way up to be a higher i guess executive in 10 years Ooh, second one i don't oh. think i would be ready to be my own boss for a while just considering like working under someone is like a good way to get your foot out of the door right and i think i would need to be financially stable and like family-wise stable mm-hmm. for me to take a chance and drop a lot of money into like my own project okay but so then the next question he asked me was if someone was just to give you a check of like a mil not even a million like let's say 10 million dollars right yeah and there was no need for you to technically have to climb the way up in the Mm -hmm. corporate hierarchy Mm -hmm. to be an executive yeah would you still want to go in that path or would you want to like maybe quit life and like settle down or whatever i mean it would ideally with that much money Mm -hmm. i don't think i would work period (laughs) like i would have (laughs) the money i need Um, you know what i okay low-key in my head when he asked me that i would be like I wanted to tell him I would just be like a trophy wife. Yeah, wait, <laughs> high key. Point, wait, with right? that much money, if you showed any man like, hey, I got $10 million, like, are you trying to wife me up or like whatever? No, literally, me. I wanted Boom. to say that, but um, I was trying to keep it professional. So <laughs> yesterday I was answering it like, oh, you know, with that <laughs> money, like I would like to start my own business or something like very low key and chill. But in reality, I wanted to say I wanted to be like a trophy wife. But at the same time, you would get really bored. I mean, like being a trophy wife is nice and all you're comfortable, but also like I think we're ambitious, ambitious enough to not be able to be OK, just like sitting in the house all day. OK, I agree with that. Right. But I what I've come to realize is that 
I don't think I'm so passionate about one thing. Mm-hmm. I like to do a lot of things. Which is like the ten million dollars will help you do that. You can do like little small like exactly exactly right. Yeah. So me imagining being like a trophy wife or like a stay at home wife, I see myself doing a lot of things, just random things that I enjoy. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like being stuck in one place doing the same thing for the rest of your life. Like I don't think I'm that type of person to do the same thing for the rest Fair of my life. Fair enough. Yeah. At least like with. When you're comfortable financially, I think just, like, because of the way our nation is built and, like, Mm -hmm. the ideals of, like, being set in life involves a financial component. Like, once that is set, like, you can just, like, go do your own little passion projects, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you'd be comfortable to do that. But because, like, with college and, like, debt and loans and um, just, like, how, like, the... Yeah. yeah and just like the norm of like what it is to be successful in mm-hmm. the united states like makes you feel like oh i need to be this i need to do this mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know i feel like i've grown up in a traditional household that makes me feel like all the tra- the traditional ways of life is like the right way to go obviously like i know better now but it's hard to shift from that like shift like, from what shift from like the normal ideal of being settled like per- okay what is the normal ideal of just like having like a successful job you know like oh yeah, yeah yeah right like a like a financially like giving job so like okay so growing up we were given that um that life ladder right where it's like you finish school right. you finish high school mm-hmm. then you go into college and then you find your job and then now we're getting towards the end of that basic ladder where we're graduating college and about any about to enter the real world mm-hmm, yeah. right so how do you feel about that i mean i think because i've well okay first i feel like the idea was definitely like planted in my head but i've grown to like build my own interest for what i want to do whereas like it's not like my parents mm-hmm. manipulating an idea yeah to like fulfill i guess like their immigrant like you know like sacrifices yeah but um like i'm fine where i am i just wish there was an easier way Mm -hmm. but i guess the struggle was definitely worth it i think also a lot of i think i don't know if it's just us and who we hang out with yeah or maybe our generation Mm -hmm. but it feels as if our parents generation was very hardworking and oh, yeah, bro. money driven That's facts. versus our generation is more on success is your happiness yeah don't you think or like you're successful if you're happy yes exactly yeah that's probably yeah that's like the way to put it like i mean you see all these like like motivational like movies like disney whatever it is they like you know always like push you towards your passion and i get it it's very inspiring but one part of me always is forced to look at the logistical practical side of it like yeah what i know i definitely need to be financially stable otherwise i will be stressed through life like i don't think i would actually be as happy as like Mm -hmm. the world may make it seem like ideally i honestly would like to pursue a career in dancing like teaching dance you'd be really good at that thanks however (laughs) don't think that would make me much money because i'm not like the best out there like even with like actors and like people in the arts they need to be the best of the best to be like yeah. thriving 
so I just I don't think I don't think I have a motivation to push myself I think that's like that's like one thing that kind of sucks is that growing up when you're in kindergarten or whatever teachers are gonna ask you what's your dream job oh my but the gosh. older you get the the more you stray away from that dream oh, job yeah. to become something more practical like being a lawyer being a doctor being like whatever that actually makes you money yeah. and in that sense your happiness it, it's not as high as if it would be if you were fulfilling your true yeah. true passions you know? wait have you noticed when you're a young kid you're asked the question what is your dream job mm-hmm. um or like what do you want to be when you grow up when you're older you're given that same question but the it's... follow-up question is okay now what do you actually want to be yeah and that's just crazy to me how things change like how like what our motivations were as a kid to like give out like whatever answer do you remember what you said as a kid actually for me it was really hard for me to answer that question uh-huh. because my parents from the get-go they engraved it so hard to like be a doctor yeah be, you yeah. know one very high established um individual yeah so i was never able to answer that question freely mm-hmm. and i even i remember thinking that when i was in first grade answering that question i remember like writing that answer down like a doctor but not really wanting to be that's a doctor. true y'all you know alice like <laughs> has had quite a career journey <laughs> This girl is a computer science major right now, but she has all the pre-medicine, like, prereq classes completed. Like, she could go on and be a doctor if she wanted to. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, at some point you had, like, an optometry oh, yeah. plan. Yes. I was all over what the place. What is it? Yeah. I mean. Um, you know, actually, I think back then when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet. Well, you know, I this sounds animals, fun. Yeah, right? yeah. And then it kind of became like pre-med and then I don't know. And then I kind of had a thought, so a doctor, and then I kind of had a thought of being a pharmacist and then I kind of had a thought of being an optometrist. And then I was like, nah, that's too hard. Let me go to biomedical. Also was a no. That is, yeah, that's a difficult, and that's a difficult field. here I am in computer science. LOL. She's a coder girl, guys. But I'm not. So if you are a coder boy out there, please do not. Hit me up. Alice up. I said, do not read. Read <laughs> through the lines, guys. Her not is actually a yes. Okay. Anyways, I think that's enough time for today. Thank you so much to Sneha for Thanks, being guys. a guest on this episode. Yeah, no problem, y'all. You want any last words um, to my? Just want to let y'all know, in case y'all may have skipped the beginning of this podcast, that I named the podcast. Okay. Follow, follow your dreams, guys. <laughs> Thank y'all.